Welcome to Her Legal Global. I'm your host, Faye Gelb. Our podcast is dedicated to providing you with actionable skills to empower your legal career. Today, we're welcoming Annette Choti. Annette is the president of Law Quill, a legal marketing agency focusing on small and solo law firms. After graduating from law school 20 years ago and working for the federal government, she transitioned into digital marketing for attorneys, and she's written over 3 million words of online legal content for hundreds of law firms throughout the United States and Canada. And this is quite the feat, Annette, because it is difficult to write. From your bio that you help small and solo law firms increase their digital footprint and online visibility, and you've been published in USA Today, Market Watch, and on the Today Show online. So these are all amazing accomplishments. And you're also offering some of that great wisdom and knowledge through two different types of legal content for websites for small and solo law firms. So I just want to welcome you to the show. It's a delight to have you here. So let's start with the website. I think that, first of all, just at the very basic, every law firm needs a website. I think that the, tr- the truth is, is that statistics show us that over 90% of potential clients look for law firms online. And 76% of those people will contact only one law firm after doing their search online. So you want to be that law firm. And the, really the only way to become that law firm is to have a website, which is basically the modern day business card. So it's a way, you know, an expanded business card, obviously, but it's a way for law firms to give a lot of value and information to clients as well as a way to contact them. The website is exceptionally important. I think I'm very confident in saying I don't think you can be a lawyer in 2020 and not have a quality website and expect to get clients. Let's just talk about that. What's a quality website because I see some that look like they're in the stone age and they still manage to get a lot of clients. So what's up with that? Is that SEO? The ones that are in the stone age are typically older lawyers who already have a great deal of clients and word of mouth and referrals and they are old school. They did it the old fashioned way before websites were even a thing. They don't need to necessarily work. You know, if you've been in the industry for four decades, right? your traffic, you don't need to worry as much about Google because you already have a client, you know, your Rolodex is full. That's really an important point because when new lawyers go and they see these old, terrible websites, yet these people are still managing to get tons of clients, they look at it and say, okay, I can do this. No problem. I think anyone can do anything. You can make your website, you can write your content, you can do whatever you want. The question is, is it being done well enough to compete with other people who have experts working on their websites? So yes, you can make your own website, but will it be competitive against other law firms that are in your exact same practice area trying to attract your exact same perfect clients. From lawyers who may be much more senior than you or more established in that particular area. So let's go through the components of the website. We all know you land on the homepage and then what happens? To use a bit of old school terminology on this one as well, what you have above the fold. So in the newspapers in the old days, they would put the most important stuff above the fold. Um, So you want when someone lands on your website, that 
top part of the landing page is exceptionally important. I always encourage people to work with a web designer that specializes in law firm websites. So you want to have a strong picture. My preference is that it is of the actual lawyer because that creates an instant connection with that person. Also, please don't stand there with your hands crossed and looking angry. So <laughs> I'm not sure when that became a trend with lawyers, but you know, unless you are working on very serious criminal cases, if you're just doing estate planning, then I'm not okay. sure you need to look quite so adversarial. But if you are, for whatever reason, uncomfortable with putting a picture, you know, for, for example, if you're in St. Louis, then you could put a picture of the arch. Now, my one argument against that is that people who are looking for your law firm are probably in St. Louis as well, and they've all seen the arch. Again, if you have a picture of yourself there, that really helps them connect with you. And you want that on the homepage? Yeah, you want it, you want it really somewhere at the top. I, I, that is my preference or, you know, somewhere on the landing page, at least again, my whole philosophy, which is old school as well, is that people do business with people. They don't do business with a website or with a building or with a company. They end up finding someone that they believe they can connect with and that is an expert and that will help them. Typically when people are looking at law firm websites, they're not going there for fun. Once they get to your website, they're probably freaking out about something. Maybe they have they a just, purpose. Yeah, maybe they just got served divorce papers or someone in their family died. They need to know about the probate process. Uh, perhaps they just got a DUI. Whatever it is. So they, that's an important point, though, because what you're really bringing up there is that there's a problem. There's a problem that you need to solve. So when you are putting up the information on your landing page, you want to be addressing that problem. Absolutely. And I would say that the, there are a couple of different ways that you can show immediately that you can solve their problem. The first is to have a strong tagline. So what that is, is I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen law firm websites that say, we've handled more divorce cases than anyone in Phoenix, Arizona, or they say something like we offer flat rate pricing for estate planning issues, whatever sets you apart and makes you unique among all other law firms, you want to somehow address that and show how that can address their particular problem and answer it immediately. Okay. Organization is key. At the top of your website, you should have very clear navigation. You should say, these are my practice areas. This is what I do. Here is a fact, because frankly, every person that comes to your website, as an attorney, you already know when you get on the phone with them, what their top 10 questions are going to be. If you put those in a fact, in a frequently asked questions section, you are not only providing a ton of value for them immediately, they are going to feel a little bit calmer and they are going to feel like you are the expert that actually helped them. So if you have clear navigation on the top above the fold that says, this is a fact, these are my practice areas, this is about us, this is what we do, and this is how you contact us, that is essential. So you're hitting all the highlights and making it very easy and very simple and very clear. You're not getting in the weeds about 
the differences between special needs trusts and a will at that point. You're just getting to the top of it so that someone who does not understand the law can get some questions answered and then figure out how to contact you. You also want to have a great search. So do we use Google search? What do we use? Okay, so on the website, there is a way that you can ask your IT IT person to include a search bar. So if you are producing a lot of content, which you should be, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but if you're producing a lot of content about a particular practice area like divorce law or whatever it is, family law, then someone can search right in that search bar, for example, how to get a emergency temporary restraining order. So you want to have a search bar at the top as well, which will help someone get to the information on your site as soon as possible again and answer their question. And what about the about me? You've got a lot of real estate all over your website and the information that you provide on your website throughout the entire website, this will hold true for every page on your website. There are two different audiences you are writing to. You are obviously writing to the people who are potential clients that are going to come and look and say, hey, this is the about me page. This lists who I am. It personalizes me. It gives also your accomplishments. Maybe there's a particular area that you specialize in. There's a lawyer that I work with that deals with the wildfires in California. He has become an expert in that particular field of law. So you want to show what your accomplishments are, perhaps what the dollar amounts of your different cases were or something like that. Other audience you are writing to are little tiny robots. They are the Google bots that will search and crawl your website. These Google bots are making a determination who to serve up first in Google. So when you type in personal injury attorney, St. Louis, Missouri, they're like, oh, I'm gonna pick this attorney over this other attorney. What you wanna do is you wanna showcase throughout your whole website that you are an expert. Anytime you can list any additional qualifications or memberships that you belong to or accomplishments or that you were in the top 10 lawyers of this city, whatever it is, that is a great thing to include on your about me page as well. Because again, you're talking to potential clients who want to think that, you know, you know what you're doing. And then also you're talking to the Google bots and that will be a theme throughout our whole conversation today, Faye, because those are really the two audiences. And there is not one, frankly, that is more important than the other because the potential client, the potential clients are important. You only get the potential clients if Google thinks you're important enough to serve you up to those potential clients. With the about page, how do you incorporate who you really are? Like, you know, we can read a list of accomplishments and then you don't really stick out from anybody else. Like you may stick out for the Google bots, but you might not stick out for the actual person reading it. If you are just a list of accomplishments, what do you recommend there? I definitely think you should personalize your about me page. If there's something unique that you do in your life, you know, for me, I do musical theater. (laughs) And my husband and I have converted a sprinter band. So people are going to remember that. That is something super different that is personable. And so even if those people are not into musical theater, they will think, oh, well, this is a real human being that, you know, any kind of a personal accomplishment that you have or something that makes you unique and that can personalize you. I think that that should 
be included in the about me section or the about us if you have more than one attorney. And what about a chat bot? After the, the process that a person is going through when they come and see your website is they're trying to make the decision whether or not to contact you. So they see your landing page, maybe they go to your facts section, and at some point you want to capture their attention and get their information and start talking to them as soon as possible. Because we all know that you have about a hot minute and everybody's attention spans are like that of a goldfish nowadays. So you want to, while they are on your site, you don't want them to go to anybody else's site. You want them to stay on your site. So if you have a chat box or a pop-up that says, hey, you know, I see you're looking at this. Would you like to visit with someone right now? Would you like to schedule an appointment? What are you interested? Someone can call you back either right away or in the next couple of hours. You are capturing their contact information. And that is, that is critical. And I know a lot of people think that chatbots and pop-ups are annoying. And you know what? They kind of are, but they work. So let's just do what works. Yes, and, <laughs> and stick with it. Yeah, and stick with it. And I understand that a lot of people, now I will say this, some law firms, this is my personal opinion on it, some law firms have everything, right? They have a pop-up and a chat box and this and that, and you almost get overwhelmed with it. So I feel like there are ways where you can put a delay on a pop-up you can do that. You can put an exit intent. So when someone's starting to leave your website, you know, the pop-up shows up. So stagger it a little bit so that you don't overwhelm someone immediately, like not too long, you know, there's a fine art to it, but yes, absolutely have some way that they can immediately connect with you. So we touched on the practice areas a little bit earlier. So with the practice areas, we don't want to be too detailed. I was always taught that you shouldn't be too much of a jack of all trades. Like if you're going to be known for something, be known for it and don't try to throw in the kitchen sink. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, because I deal with small and solo law firms, typically they don't have 20 or 30 different practice areas. I cannot take credit for this, but I heard an excellent analogy once from a peer of mine who said that your website is like a big trunk of a tree and your practice areas are the branches. And then your blog posts are like the little leaves on it. You want to say, here's my website. Here's what I do. Here are my practice areas, two or three very thick branches. And then you've got sub branches, maybe little tiny branches off of that. Like if you do family law, you know, maybe you have divorce, maybe you have adoption, custody issues, those types of things. And then you have the blog posts on the end, which are a particular it's a nice visual. And we also have our privacy policy and our disclaimer pages. Should these be boring? Should these be, what should these be? Well, usually they're, they're kind of boring and a lot of actual potential clients are not going to read them. At the same time, we all know as, as attorneys that you have to have these on your pages, but this is a great area of real estate where the Google, first of all, it's like a really, really long blog post. The Google bots don't know that this is not a blog post. So the longer your posts are, the, the better it seems like you are an expert. I would include in the privacy policy and disclaimer page something about the fact that you are an expert in this field 
only because the Google bots will be crawling it and they will see all of this legalese in it. And then, you know, you can say who you are as well, somewhere in that privacy policy disclaimer page, something. And it's just an excellent area of real estate that should not go completely unnoticed. What about the FAQ page? We talked a little bit about that. We could put quite a bit of information on this particular page, no? I, th I think it shouldn't be too much unless you can organize it in a way, again, that has like sort of drop down boxes and drop down boxes. But whatever, and you know, if you have a couple different practice areas on that fact page, you can have one that goes to one, like one section that goes to estate planning, the other section that goes to business law or whatever. You already know if you've been practicing law for any amount of time, that the questions that you get from clients immediately on the phone are all the same. Like, do I have to pay you? Do you, will you have a contingency fee? How much do, will you take from that? Then you could say, what are my next steps after a personal injury accident? Or you can say, you know, just the general questions that people are always, you already know before you get on the phone, what these people are going to ask you. Those things in general, obviously it's not legal advice, right? But in general, you can tell these people quick answers to their questions. Like for example, does the state of Arizona allow for emergency temporary restraining orders when a child's life may be in danger? Yes, this is the statute. We handle these types of cases, call us immediately. If you feel like you understand, you should, you know, you should understand your clients. Also, you're setting up a process potentially, right? So you can say, this is going to be the process when you enter into our firm. This is how it all works. So you can also streamline yeah. that and shorten down the time period that you need to handhold people at the very beginning of the process, plus qualify them so that you have moved them along your funnel in a, in a quicker way. Absolutely. Another thing that a lot of people do, which I think is excellent, is within the fact section, you can have links to particular blog posts that answer the question even more specifically. So for example, if you had a question like, can I get compensation for my car accident? You could have an answer saying, you know, however it works in your state, you can say, yes, you can get potentially compensation for your medical costs, your pain and suffering, your property damage, or your lost wages. And then you can have links to all of those to separate blog posts that talk about what are lost wages. Does it include bonuses? Does it include vacation and sick leave, missed promotions, whatever it is. So to get more in the weeds on that if they're interested in it. And so, yes, it does qualify people because if they say, wow, I was in a car accident, but I really didn't have any medical issues and there's almost no property damage on my car, then you're kind of then filtering that out. So that's one way of using our funnel that we're beginning to talk about. And also, what about a scheduling tool or a link or something like that? So that could be part of the funnel even further that you're directing them to. Absolutely. Some people are averse to chatbots. They just won't type anything in there. You want to have something else, perhaps at the middle or the bottom of your landing page, that allows people to put in their name and, and telephone number or email and their contact information. Another way to do that is to create a schedule or put a scheduling tool on. I personally use Calendly, but there are other scheduling tools where they then can make an appointment 
to do a Zoom call with you or a phone call with you. I uh, typically like to also say that in, if you already have their attention, they're already typing, have them put in that inquiry form where they found your law firm. Because they'll do, you know, they can leave that blank if they want, but if they don't, then you're, you're getting a lot of information about how they found you. So you're able to use that and take it into your marketing and also to say whether or not you're getting a return on what you've invested in. That's right. If they say, well, I found you from your Google My Business page or from search engine like Google or something like that, or from your reviews that you have on, on Google or, or another place, then then you'll know, okay, I'm getting traffic there. I should invest more time, money, energy in that area because I'm already getting traffic from there. We also touched on the blog. So that's the 10 components of the overall of the website. I want to thank you very much for coming on today. For Legal Global, empowering and transforming us through skills and shared wisdom. For other great episodes, follow us and be sure to check out herlegalglobal.com for a community, informative skills-based articles, and to work with me, your host, Faye Gelb.